Welcome to episode two of this season's podcast with me, Joanne Grobler, and a really special guest, Alison Angel. Hi. We have known each other for a really long time now, coming up for 10, 11 years, Alison. Mm, I know. So Alison has spent the last 16 years building her own business and helping generate wealth through property. She is a marriage champion and a speaker with Family Life UK, a facilitator of prepare and rich couples inventories, and a mum to four young adults. Married to the delightful Junior and currently writing her first book and a woman of God. Welcome, Alison. Sounds good, that, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> you are great. So one of the things that you and I know is that you've really, really worked hard on your self-awareness and building that and understanding who you are as a human being, as a woman leader. How do you constantly build on that self-awareness when you're handling team members and building them up and especially team members who might be quite challenging mm, great question to start with joe <laughs> <laughs> um so difficult people in the world are not always easy to deal with and i can honestly say i feel i've had my fair share and more of difficult um employees difficult um husband um ex-husband um am I allowed to say that you're totally allowed to say that it's your, um, yeah. yeah just you know life is full of difficulty I guess isn't it and challenge, um yeah. challenge yeah and so I um I have this phrase about people who were probably categorized as difficult and and it's like they're sandpaper people they rub you up the wrong way yeah. Like you just can't seem to get on the same page as them. Yeah. And what I've learned is to appreciate difficult people rather than yeah. try and, you know, battle with them because that just ends up probably not going very well. And so, um, yeah, sandpaper people can who rub you up the wrong way, um, I've learned to reposition this as somebody who can smooth down my rough edges yeah even though I don't know it at the yes. time and usually fight against it and think that they're the ones that need to do the work possibly um that yeah, leads so to a very interesting a very interesting juncture in our conversation yeah um there was something that I reflected back to you probably about two or three years ago and I remember saying that really I know what you're gonna say yeah. I know what you're gonna well, say you say it yeah <laughs> I was actually quite offended the first yeah. time you said this to me. What was um, it that I said? You said, nobody triggers us, we trigger ourselves. Yeah. I can just remember it now. Yeah. It's like an echo in yeah. the back of my mind somewhere. <laughs> and as I say, like my first response to that was, what? what? Like, what do you mean? No, he's triggering me and this old memory's triggering me and he should be more careful around me. And yeah. um, no. I've learned to accept yeah. your statement because I now believe it for myself. Yeah. Um, I am definitely in control of my own thoughts and beliefs and behavior. Yeah. And so whilst I might be triggered, it is definitely up to me how I choose to react to that yes. trigger. So I get it now. Yeah, because, you know, I say this a lot on my socials, a lot in my writing, a lot when I'm speaking is, our job is not to change that other person. Our job is to change the way that we respond, especially if they're sandpaper people. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And in the end, these people are a gift to us because we learn so much more from people who we don't relate to or we can't get along with or we have a complete difference of opinion to. Yeah. So different value systems. It's one of the things that you know about our work together and our work in the women's community is we don't stand in that room to be comfortable. Mm. We stand in that room to grow and mm. we need to be uncomfortable mm. to grow. Mm. And, and be challenged. And be challenged, which was which was that statement that I said to you. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was, a, for me, how did that then transform how you dealt with some sandpaper people going forward? It helped me refine me. And what did that do for you by refining you? In a nutshell, it helped me um, become re-empowered yeah. in my own self. Yeah. Because I think previously I've been giving a lot of it away to other people, other people who, who I care about, by the way, not yeah. just strangers or, you know, people that I'm in standard relationships with, um, but, but loved ones. And... Um, yeah, I've lost my train of thought now. What was I saying? About giving your energy away. Yeah, so I was I was placing a lot of emphasis on how they made me feel. So that yeah. it's this it's this um remote connection with yourself that I've got back. Yeah. You know, taking on board my own feelings, my own thoughts, my own reactions and being empowered by it and realizing that I am in control of this. Yeah. So for me, I think it's it's really important for you to re you recognize this is that that change that hearing that statement really helped you understand your own self awareness, mm. which then would it be fair to say then helped you with your own self regulation? Yeah, absolutely, and self esteem. Yeah, yeah, they all go together. I realized I the like the world was my oyster, and yeah. it was up to me. Everything was up to me, so. In some ways, it could be a bit overwhelming, yeah. and a bit scary, but actually, it's it's the safest place to be. Yeah, because change is really exciting, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. And would it be fair to say, if you think about your life in the last two years alone, mm. what what what's your journey of change look like? Oh, yeah, it's been quite a transformation. I think recently. Yeah, I feel like I've not pressed as hard. Um, you know, I had this um, kind of reputation of being a bit of a street fighter. <laughs> um, you know, Battles. Battles was my yeah. middle name. Yeah. Bring on the battle because I'm not afraid, you know. And yeah. um, that was some of, the battles, some of the battles that I've found myself in, I've had to fight quite hard. Yeah. So it became like me, part of me, battling and mm -hmm. seeing everything as... I need to do this and the the power that I needed and the strength of character to to get through something. And actually what's what's been different a lot about the last couple of years is that I've um I've released myself of that. So yeah, yeah it's it's a different way of being. It's um it's more of a resting position rather yeah. than a fighting position. Because one of the things is if you believe your value system is that, you know, for whatever reason, 
there was something going on for you that was like, I need to, you know, I'm always going to have to be on guard. I'm always going to have to be ready for battle. I had to be on alert for, yeah. uh, in one particular season in my life. Yeah. So what happened was even when that season closed off to an ending, mm. that was still your value system. So because you were constantly looking at right, where's the next battle coming from? Mm. Would it be fair to say that then maybe you brought in, because you were constantly looking for them, that that's what you were tuned into and that's what then maybe why more battles come along? Um, yes and no. I can I know that that's a common mode of thought out yeah. there. But I genuinely had relentless yeah. challenges. I mean, like big things, not just your everyday challenges in business, but yeah. deep things like, you know, betrayals at the top level. Yeah. You Tell know, us more the, about that, about you number oh, two. <laughs> do I have to? <laughs> well, I think, I no, think I will, because, sure, yeah. if you think about, because this is about you looking at how you've developed your emotional intelligence mm. and your mm. phenomenal skills mm. as a brilliant leader, Alison, mm. and that starts with you. Mm -hmm. You're the one that stepped up and done the work and, and mm. done the transformation. Yeah. So I recruited somebody in my business at an important milestone when I was coming out of the old business with my ex-husband. Um, this lady came along. She was really good with the both of us. She had a senior position. She was the finance manager. And she actually came with me into my new business. Such was the trust that I that we'd built up together. She was a senior manager in the business and um, you know, had a had a lot of had a lot of trust in her. And she had a lot of access. She had access to, you know, prob probably too much in hindsight, but um she was she was like my armor bearer. She was like mm. somebody that I felt had me. She she'd seen me in the old environment and I felt she had my back. I really mm. did. Mm. And to the point where even her her husband drove my wedding car. That's mm. how close we weren't friends outside of work necessarily. Mm. Um but I shared my vision with her. You know, she got we got to know each other intimately mm. um, from a business perspective. And, and that's how the relationship grew. Mm. But that didn't end well mm. because I'd been on honeymoon and come back and noticed some irregularities with the accounts and started to ask some questions. And, you know, everything was was okay in that however there were certain behaviors that I observed that um, my alert system mm. <laughs> which had already been fine-tuned um, was was seeing and so I started just paying a bit more of a closer look at the output from this from this lady um, and it culminated in a <laughs> quite an intense meeting that we had um, that left me very concerned about what had been going on over a period of time. Um, you know, like the it's just the re the reaction I think to being um, asked questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we're all we're all here to do job and so I think there was Here this to do better there was there was just this feeling that she 
she ruled the roost and like, how dare I ask her? Mm. <laughs> Whereas I'm the leader of this organization. It's my business. It's my name mm. over the door. Mm. Um, and I think she felt like I didn't, I didn't trust her because mm. I was asking these questions. But I did trust her. And I was being, you know, as Curious. any leader would. I was, I was joining the dots, hoping I wasn't reaching the wrong conclusion, mm. wanting to be proved wrong. Yeah. And actually, I ended up having to suspend her yeah. in a, a meeting. And I took the company mobile there and then because there, there was an um, quite a substantial irregularity in the records, in the yeah. bookkeeping, in the accounts, yeah. which she was she had full remit over. And one of the most hurtful things that I still remember like it was yesterday. And this is a, this is the thing about betrayal. It's um you know there are there are moments that you remember and then there's the pain of like a longer deterioration that you also can recall quite clearly too. And um she never returned to the business. She she never came to face any kind of questioning in under a disciplinary format for these very serious questions that I had. Um she um and it, it was just one one random day. I had this phone, this this phone that she'd had in her possession, and I think I'd misplaced it. So I thought, oh, I know, I'll just I'll just ring it. Mm. And I rang it, and it was in a, in a drawer in my desk somewhere at the back, and it was a dog barking. The ringtone from me calling this employee, who was my manager in the business, supervisor of the staff access to bank accounts and you know yeah real under the in the in the inner circle and you know it was like a rottweiler back yeah. like an angry dog yeah and when I found the phone in the drawer and the, the ringtone was still because I, I thought what's that noise yeah <laughs> what is that is, is there a dog outside I don't know and it came up and it, it just said Alison calling wow. but the the ringtone and I, I, I was in shock because mm. have I got this wrong? Have I, what, what is this? And um, <laughs> it's only when I then spoke to somebody else in the team who she had reporting into her. Because, of course, if you think about it, I would never ring this person on site. I'd just go down to the next floor and speak to her. I'd never ring her. Yeah. I'd only ever ring her if I wasn't on site. Yeah. And so I asked this other employee, I mean, you know, it's slightly awkward, isn't it? But yeah. what's your recollection of it? Does this mean anything to you? If I, rank, if I ring this phone now and this person, I actually felt sorry for her because it was clear that she was so embarrassed. Mm. And in a way, they'd, they'd, all been, they'd all been party to this going on. Whether they'd all been laughing or, you know, when and I wasn't there, yeah. I'll never know. Yeah. But I could tell that this person almost took on responsibility for her being that way. Yeah. <laughs> and she felt deep. She knew how much that hurt me. Yeah. So, Alison, how do you go from <laughs> such depth of betrayal and hurt, somebody with, I know, has so much grit and determination to bring about where you're at now at this lovely place in your life 
how did you, what was the work that you did on you that took you from that place to where you are now? Hmm. I think the work that I've done has been slow and steady. Yes. It's not been an overnight success. It never is. Um, with feelings that that cut deep. And, you know, this was just one example, by the way. <laughs> this is what was going on in my, in my life at the time. Um, it's, I think I underestimated it because I am, you know, quite a, I like working smart and productive and getting results from things. And I think the work that you do on yourself, you know, the deep work, the, the sort of recovery work, it's about accepting that I only had a limited capacity because these old hurts and hang-ups were taking up room yeah. in, my, in my soul, if you like. So. Yeah. Um, until I released release them, until I understood, until I flipped it yeah. and made it, you know, one of one of my phrases was, why does this keep happening to me? Joe, why does this keep happening yeah, to me? I, can I can't cope with any more happening to me. And and now it's why did this happen for me? Absolutely. Yeah. What ha- what was this about? What happened? Why did this happen for this me? This person who decided to put me in her work phone, you know, and the work, the property is owned by the company that I own. You know, it's, it's twisted in so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> this person who decided to put me in as a, I'll never know the answer. Yeah. Why she did it. But I know what it meant to me. Yeah. And I feel, I felt a deep disrespect from that. But that didn't say anything about me. Yeah. And it said everything about her. And it took me a while to get that right in my head because mm. I am a a sensitive person. You know, I'm a sensitive introvert. I do care. Um, deeply you deeply care. Deeply I care. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it, it's, ju- it's, a, it's, a, it's a journey of consistent behavior. Showing sometimes without any, without any visible results. You know, and in the world of business where it's very numerical or it's very clear whether you've hit your KPIs or not, you know, this sort of work, it, it doesn't always have tangible yeah. um, measures in the same way. Yeah. But then when we wrap the emotion, because what we're actually talking about here is the emotional intelligence art, which I do a lot of work around, which, you know, your self-awareness, your self-regulation, social awareness, you know, you have, you know, in the last five years, that arc for you has completely transformed. Mm. Mm. You know, empathy, motivation, you've really, you know, nobody was as highly motivated as you, but it was like you constantly, you know, it was in the fight. If you think about where your property, but your what, because you have multiple passion, you're multi-passionate. <laughs> so your property business, which is incredibly successful, Manchester-based property business, where it sits now mm. compared to, you know, where the how the business looked then. Mm. If I'd have said to you, Alison, your business is going to look like X in three years' time, what would you have said? No, it won't. No, it won't. <laughs> Yeah, um, big isn't always best yeah. in business. That's my motto. 
I've I've got now the most profitable small business with the least stress ever, um, the most loyal employees, um, taking up the least amount of my time as the business owner with the lowest turnover, but the highest output profit. Yeah. And the quality of the work that you do for your clients yeah. is off the charts. And a client list that people can only dream of. Yeah. You know, who love what I do, who who are fans of the way that I do it. Not just fans, raving fans. <laughs> raving fans. Um, yeah. So how, you know, you don't read about that in business books. You don't read about that kind of business. Yeah. But the reason I love the business in its current format is that it's allowed me time to explore other interests yeah. and develop other passions. Yeah. And and almost, whereas, say, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, it would be a major definer of, of who I am as a person. You know, that I've got this big business and four branches and 34 staff and X amount turnover. It's now, it's only a part of what I do. And it's more reflective of the person that I am now. Yeah. And I think knowing how long I've known you, I think it's brought about so much joy and peacefulness. Mm. And actually, you are one of the most successful businesswomen that I know. Wow. And you just so eloquently said that, you know, you you know where I stand on this in terms of we have these people talking about, oh, you know, I do seven figures turnover mm. and I'm like, well, what's your profit? Yeah. You know, and I've worked, you know, we have, we don't work with anybody in just anybody in a business. We we curate who mm. comes and works with us as mm. a community of women, with me as a, you know, a consultant. And I think that is the story that's really powerful in your of yours is that you really did the work on yourself, which then allowed you to look at your business model and go, I'm going to change this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And because quite a lot of the time, I think women and men chase the metrics that just bring them so little joy and happiness and peace. Mm. Yeah. And I guess I've not met many people with seven-figure businesses who didn't have a seven-figure headache to go with it. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. So we all share the upsides of it, you know, but yeah. who's sharing the downsides of it? Yeah. Give me the real picture and then I might follow you. Yeah. That's the truth, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. When you go under the bonnet and you realize the challenges that mm. are in there, mm. I know what I'm choosing every day. Mm. And very often in business, I mean, I tried it with mine. I tried doing different things. I tried expanding and multiplying, but... It actually had a negative effect on my margin. Yeah. So growth in the way that I did it didn't equal more profit. Yeah. Yes, I might have been had more exposure to this or that. An opportunity may have come from that if I'd have kept with it. But, you know, sometimes there's a real joy in redefining, simplifying, slowing down. To speed up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, just there's nothing wrong with going into neutral for a, for a while. Oh, I love cruising in neutral for a little mm. bit. So much has come from that. So having this space to cruise in neutral has allowed you to really look at a new piece of work for you, being a marriage mentor. Mm. Um, 
why has this become something that's so important to you? <laughs> so, um, oh yes. But, I mean, if I'd have thought a few years ago, going through the most brutal divorce that I did, that, you know, the, the thing that would disqualify me from, I mean, it's madness, it's crazy. It's like, you, you become like a marriage champion speaker facilitator but actually that's the very thing that qualifies you because yeah. I've been there and I can relate and I know what you're talking about and I can speak with authority over a situation because yeah. you know it's happened to me yeah and I've lived to tell the tale and so this is this is now like a new season that I'm going into of mm really putting all that pain, all that hurt, all that disappointment into something for the good yeah. of a greater purpose. Happened for you and not to yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how, so talk to me about what, you know, you went through this really, really challenging <clears throat> separation, breakup, divorce mm. that was one heck of a roller coaster. What's the journey been like for you? Because you're now remarried. Yep. Yep. Now Mrs. Is, Angel. Mrs. Angel. Best surname <laughs> ever. Um, what's the journey? What things have you had to think about and what things have you taken away and had to reteach yourself, having come from a very challenging situation into a very different situation with a very different person? Hmm. What, trans what work have you had to do on you? Mm. Oh, how long have we got for the answer for this one? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, marriage is hard. Um, I think second marriage is harder. <laughs> so, because we come with baggage, don't we? Of course. Yeah, we come with yeah. this value system, this baggage, hurts, yeah. lost hopes, dreams, all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. And we almost look at that person and go, right, are you going to fix all this then? <laughs> yeah. Can do, can do. I mean, I I was filled with such great hope and excitement at meeting Mr. Angel and getting married and, and becoming. I when I heard the, I when I heard the, the story of the first meeting, I was oh, like, Mr. Angel, yeah, you are smooth, smooth operator. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and really, I again, I underestimated. You know the the recovery that could only take place being married again yeah you know a lot of people who who get through a divorce and and even the best divorces are, i would say it's still a brutal um battlefield oh, it's a loss. The, it's, the process itself it's, it, a loss. it's, it's, it's grieving it's, yeah and it's different for everybody but mm. it's it's hard mm. it's a challenge but then to find love again and feel wow i've been given a second bite of the cherry I'm so blessed. I'm so happy. Oh, all the things I wanted to do in my first match, they're now going to come true with this other guy. Um, wow, God, you know, um, and thank you for it all. And then, boom, you get married. And and so it begins. <laughs> this, this journey from, okay, we're now moving through into a different phase of our relationship, yeah. of getting to know each other living together, um, bringing stepchildren into the mix. Yeah. Having, I mean, you know, my husband is, 
I hear this a lot. So different. He's so different to me. Um, I, I wondered how, probably two, three years into it, how on earth this was going to work because we had a lot of conflict. There was, there was so much stuff from, because he'd been married before, so he had his own pain and hurts. And obviously I had work to do, which I think a lot of people can do following a divorce on their own. You, you can help yourself a lot. You can rediscover who you are and, and find your feet again in, in, in the world. But then it's, a, it's another phase of development work, if you like, when you rejoin in a marriage with somebody. Um, and that, I guess, again, it took me by surprise because there was a lot of different, there was a lot of conflict, there was a lot of fallings out, there was a lot of different mindsets and opinions and, you know, every, everything systems. everything is different. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, it's, you know, I, I did doubt some way into the marriage that, why have I done this again? Why have I put myself in this situation? Why is this happening to me? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're, we're coming up for our sixth anniversary at the end, the end of May. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Whew. And um, you know what? It's just been a training ground. Yeah. It, for now, seeing what we, we're about to do, I can, I can now just look back again with absolute delight for, and thanks for the situations that we've found ourselves in and worked through because again we've got so much experience yeah and what I find really interesting is even now you are still learning stuff about that relationship it's a lifelong journey yeah and it's like little things where I go we because we have a little joke I'm not going to share it now we have a little joke about about uh your relationship don't we about woodworking oh (laughs) Okay. We have this little woodworking. All the listeners now are going. What? We have this code word where I use this word woodworking, where it helps Alison see, helps you see your responsibility in the relationship, doesn't it? Mm. And and it's this little code word we use, and it was to do with a situation that was going on about six months ago. But we now use that as a really good frame of reference. Yeah. And every time I go, Alison, is this a woodworking situation again? (laughs) And you go, Oh my goodness, it is. And you then move on and you literally choose to move through and you redefine where you're at in your relationship Mm. again. And Mm. every time Mm. you do the work, Mm. you it just gets more and more delightful. Can we explain the woodworking? We can because explain just, the woodworking. It's, 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 just really it's, quickly, what, what woodworking is, is wanting something for somebody else that they don't necessarily want. Mm. So I wanted my husband to start doing woodworking <laughs> classes because he likes working with wood and set up this whole new business venture of getting this warehouse and doing these classes and they don't teach it in schools anymore, Junior. I'm sorry, we can, we can just, you know, get all, oh, this business is huge. We could be franchised. And he doesn't want to do that. Yeah. And that was a great conversation. And so the woodworking just brings me back to what do I want to do with my career? Yes. Keep it real. Keep it to me. Yeah. And 
I'll be okay then. Yeah, I'm not trying was, to force something. Yeah, because that was that was a really interesting thing, isn't yeah. it? So when when you get stuck mm. quite often, mm. it's because I'm not focusing on my own yeah. life. Yeah, it's because you're being a tugboat and trying to pull somebody tugboat, else yeah. in a different direction. <laughs> and they're like, and Jimmy's yeah. the most peaceful man ever, and he's like, yeah. Really happy yeah. with where I'm at at the yeah. moment. Thanks. I, I don't want re- to do that. And when I'm ready to step forward and do something different, mm. I will do it. <laughs> and even when he said, I don't really see it, I'd say, why? Come on, you know, this is a great idea. Come on, can't you see it? But that's just the entrepreneur in me, just yeah, getting overexcited over a million yeah. things a day. Yeah. And that's me going, uh, does Julia want to be a woodwork yeah. teacher? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think he does. Yeah. Oh, maybe we should do something yeah. different with that idea then. But but every time that you you take responsibility mm. and you self-regulate and realign, mm. you just go up another notch, Alison. True. Mm. That's the learnings, isn't it? Mm. The more the more that you self-regulate and let go, the more that yeah. your life gets better yeah. and better. Yeah. I just had a I just had a um a penny drop moment then actually. Oh, share. Like, I think I've always wanted to go go up in the world, do more in the world, be a bigger influence with someone, be it a business partner, be it a a spouse, right? Because I'm just that way inclined. And so I, in a way, it's, it slowed me down. It's, it's not taken, it's not given me my own confidence to do everything that I want to do. Because I've been trying to pull all these people along with me. Yeah. And actually, I, I've got what it takes. I can go places I can't even dream about. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be okay for the other people in, in my life. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it is. And I think that's it. I think, I think part of your goodness mm. was wanting to bring people along on the journey. Yeah. Because that, that felt like a good thing to do. Sure. Um. In hindsight, mm. one of the things that you recognised is if somebody wants to come, they'll jump on the bus with me. Mm. Mm. And actually me going alone on on certain projects could have the same impact, but I haven't had that um, fight, if you like, to yeah. get them on board. I, I can, it might be something I say or do or, you know, a way of being that then they suddenly see and it means something too. Yeah. But they, they're not the ones carrying the responsibility of it. Yeah. It's a really nice way to live, isn't it? Mm. Much peaceful, more peaceful way to live. Let's just think for a second about when I asked you in, um, you know, who were your aspirations? And you talked about your dad. Yeah. That was really lovely. Tell mm. us more why kind of like you really look up to your dad and and, and your mum. Let's not forget oh, your mum. Oh, yeah. Mom. Can't forget Lynn. Can't um, forget our Lynn. But, but it was just something that you, it was just something very special in, mm. in your mum and dad and what mm. they've done for you. Mm. Tell us more about that relationship. So my dad, um, he, he like officially adopted me when I was two. Yeah. So he's not my biological dad. Um, and I think for a lot of guys who take on somebody else's daughter and be that role model for them, first of all, you know, hats off, that is such a selfless thing to do. Mm. And 
he is my dad. I, oh. I don't have any voids in my life. I'm yeah. not looking for anybody else. He has been an absolute treasure. To I me. love it when you go off and have ventures together. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> me and my dad, we, we just have this really shared um we have this shared excitement for just going off on adventures and exploring things. Um, the, the most recent one was when we went to Mallorca on a little uh, three three day trip, looking at property investment. And you know what? He was just the best. He was just the best um, advocate for what I was doing. I was even training him on Instagram stories on the hotel balcony as we were going out because I wanted to capture all the moments and uh, he loved it. He did a he brilliant job as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I reason why I put that on the table is because that is such an example, isn't it, of people will hop on the bus mm-hmm. when they want and the difference yeah. is of how that is such a great relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, and he's such an advocate yeah. for what you do, and there's so much synergy there, and he goes along with the excitement and he mm. wants to learn, mm. but you're not having to tugboat him. It's literally like being the lighthouse. Yeah. And he's like, show me and, the way. And mum was delighted because of course she got the house to herself for three days. <laughs> so um it, you know, it worked for everybody. Yeah. But my dad is just, you know, just the the generosity that he has for other people. Um you know, overly generous, overly generous that he doesn't worry about giving to other people. Mm. Uh, I admire that about him. And he's had his own battles with, you know, demons and things. But you know what? He gets gets up every time and he goes again. Yeah. And time and time, because it's a journey and it's... um, you know, he's, he's a real uh, hero, isn't he? He is. He's my yeah. hero. Yeah. He's my hero. Yeah. And um, he's very balanced when when I have conversations with him about things. He's he's like a kind correction. So he might agree with me on some points and then disagree on others. But his manner is so gentle. And uh, yeah, I love him. Yeah. It's I love so, him so much. It's such a really nice contrast, isn't it, about seeing how people can choose to step on this journey with us Mm. and what happens. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I know that you love doing in your businesses and whether that's in the property business or working in your relationship business is creating wow wow moments. Mm. Tell us why you've incorporated wow moments and what they mean to you as a business owner. Wow moments often come from dissatisfied situations Mm. and customers who are potentially on the edge of becoming um, disillusioned, complainers, even haters, if, they, if they're allowed to go that far. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's seeing these people, these, you know, we started out, didn't we, talking about difficult, difficult situations, difficult people. These people I view as a gift. So um, I, I made a mistake once in, in my property business where we actually charged a client twice for the same job. It was a repair on in his, one of his rental properties in the bathroom. And um, he he had to point that out to us. You know, we didn't see our mistake. He got his statement and said, hey, what's going on here, guys? And um, we we looked at this. We, we realized how the error had occurred. And I guess, the, you know, the standard answer, the standard um, uh, solution would be, you know, give this guy the money back. Obviously, we charged him twice and an apology. Mm. So I 
try to use these situations whenever they come up to do something more wow. Um, because I don't know whether I read it somewhere or I was at a seminar once about the customer experience. And it was about how these people who have suffered some sort of disappointment could actually become raving fans of yeah. yours, depending on how you um, take them through this, you know, because nobody likes complaining, really, I don't think. Um, and so, you know, people can feel awkward about complaining or not sure about complaining. Uncomfortable. Or worried about the impact of complaining. Yeah. Like, what will she do in my property if I complain about her? So, you know, that kind yeah. of mindset. And so I decided to give this client um, a double refund. So in other words, wow, <laughs> yeah. wow yeah, you just yeah. said it. And so he got his statement and I said, look, this is what we're going to do. Not just the charge that we put on error, on in error, but also the original charge as well. Wow. I like doing that because it creates intrigue. Why, yeah. why are you doing that? Yeah. Because you've let me see where my process was broken. Yes. So it's kind of like a reward back to you yeah. for giving us that opportunity. Yeah. It's a different way of complaint handling and customer service yeah. experience. Yeah. It's identity. They're helping you identify where our standard operating procedures need a little tweak and a tightening up. Absolutely. Really brilliant way to do business, Alison. Okay, as we're going into the final furlong, I found out something about you that I never knew. <clears throat> you worked in the Take That Fan Club. I have to tell you. I did. I was, that blew my mind. I'm deeply in love with Howard, still am. Um, <laughs> I, met yeah. him, I met him in a lift once, can I just tell you? I loved him when he had dreadlocks. Oh, I met him in a lift once at the Sanderson and I got in this lift and there was me and Howard in this lift. Really? Right? Yeah, with, with a really good friend of mine and I looked at him and I just went, you're Howard. <laughs> it was one of those life moments that, you know, you, you imagine yeah. it as a kid all your life yeah. and then it happens and you totally blow it. Yeah, yeah. How did that come about, working so, to take that? Oh, gosh, the, this was the best temp job ever. I, I was in my early 20s. I'd just been made redundant and I was I was at home. I got a call from the temping agency and they said, oh, we've, we've got this job for you um, for next week. It, it could be longer because uh, I was looking for a long term, you know, like yeah. temp to perm kind of thing. And they said, oh, it's, it's like a week to week. And I was like, mm, I'm not really that keen. What is it? She said, well, you might, you might like it when I tell you what it is. Okay, what is it? It's working at the Take That Fan Club, opening sacks of mail. Um, so there'd been like a tour, there'd been Christmas, there'd been Valentine's Day, there'd been, you know, Gary Barlow's birthday or something. And basically they, they had this backlog of sacks and sacks and sacks of letters, gifts, you know, items, they all needed opening. Yeah. And they all needed categorizing into piles. Yeah. And so for a number of weeks, I can't remember, maybe six to eight weeks, I was sat, I didn't even have a chair. This is how bad it was. I was sat on the floor in this sort of office in a back street in Manchester, a secret address that nobody knew. It was like a P.O. box. Um <laughs> Just being absolutely <laughs> gobsmacked by these um, things that people were sending in to the to the lads as part of the fan club, and honestly, it it was 
it was an eye opener. <laughs> it was, it was, some of them were quite sad. Um, you know, yeah, some real sort of deep issues. And, um, but, but what a job. I tell you what. <laughs> and, and then towards the end of the stint, um, we, um, cause there was me and another temp that were doing this job because we had to clear the backlog. And they said, oh, we need this office clearing on Friday. Um, the boys are coming in. And it was in the days when the tabloids did like a phone in. And so they all arrived one morning and sort of came up the stairs and I sort of saw them. And by this time, I was quite a fan myself. I wasn't yeah. at the beginning, but yeah. I'd become quite starstruck. And they sort of came up and they, they plonked themselves down. And, um, and then I had to go out and get one of them a cheese and onion toasty. <laughs> his breakfast can I ask which one it was Gary <laughs> I'm, going, I'm was pretty Gary. confident Gary didn't eat cheese and onion I'm sure he doesn't today. now but um <laughs> Gary if you ever hear this do you remember you probably don't I don't even know why I'm saying this but I do that was me yeah <laughs> buying your cheese and onion toasty yeah yeah, yeah. so Alison that is a great story <laughs> but just to wrap up I want us to talk about um the couple's inventory that you mm. use as a foundation in your marriage mentoring program. Mm. As a, if you're, who, what kind of people would it be helpful to go and have a look at that? So I am a trained facilitator now of the Prepare and Rich Couples Inventory, yeah. which is a fantastically sophisticated piece of kit. It's actually a questionnaire that you you would come um, fill in online both you and your partner. And it's for couples, whether they're dating, whether they're contemplating getting married, whether they're married already. Mm -hmm. um, it gives you a snapshot of what your couple profile is. And it's so useful because it covers about 20 different areas of relationship, whether it's spiritual beliefs, money, parenting, um, family background. All, all kinds of things. And I get this report on a couple and I then take them through um, a coaching session where because they've answered this questionnaire openly and honestly, they actually get a, a sort of indicator of where they're at right now in their relationship mm. because that's the only stage you can build from. You know, it's different to traditional counselling where you sort of look back at issue and go over previous things that might have happened. It's definitely a, a forward-looking programme of understanding each other's differences or actually where you're aligned because it also shows you your strength areas. And I think in understanding your relationship and wanting to enrich your marriage, it's so critical that you know where each other's at. Yeah, language of love. Exactly, yeah. that's just one, yeah, one just of the one areas. Of, one of the areas of knowing how we like to yeah. feel and be loved. And it's actually so freeing when you get this knowledge. Yeah. You can put a lot of the disagreements or the conflict that you might be experiencing into perspective. It's like, aha, that's why we do that. Yeah. Wow, I never realised that. And so actually, you know, the bend in the road may not necessarily be the end of the road. Yeah. Because we're all different. And we're allowed to be different in our relationships. Mm. And actually, the more different you are, the more the more you might encounter conflict. Yeah. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. Yeah. You know? And I think that's that's, ev that's 
um, really helpful, been mm. really massively helpful for yeah, you. In our, the, yeah, in our, yeah, I did it with, with my husband and, yeah. you know, it was so accurate and so valuable as, yeah. a, as a piece of information that we can build from. And, and it was really transformative then in how you chose to live your life mm-hmm. on your terms and how that enriched your marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, they, they say that, I, I well, I used to think because I, I had quite a lot of disappointment, I used to feel quite a lot of disappointment in my marriage. And so you see these things about, you know, disappointment is, you know, it's not the sign of a bad marriage. Mm. It's the sign of a marriage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we get disappointed. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. Are you, did you expect that? Yeah. <laughs> Because, but it, but this, the reason I love this inventory is that it allows you to see exactly why you felt disappointed and the fact that it, it's not actually the person. It's, it's then you, approaching marriage as a team and seeing where you are different and where you are the same and how, how, that can, how the differences can actually enrich your marriage rather than act as a, divide, a divider. Yeah, and divisive. Yeah. yeah. Alison, this is incredible work that you're doing out there in the community. Because you and I know that we, you being part of our women's community, we hear lots of things about relationships. So mm. I want to take a bow to you as a leader, being an absolute champion woman business owner, leading the way and showing people that no matter how dark things can get, there is a way out and through. There's always a light. There is. Alison, thank you for being a phenomenal guest. We'll put links to everything and where we can find you on the website. It's been a pleasure speaking to you today. Thank you, Joe.